airport. How far? a lot of competition for that corner. Man, thank God she's not too symbolic or anything. What does it mean anyway, Grim? Flores, Tarlos, Mordos. I sure couldn't tell you. You know, Grim, it means flowers for the dead. Getting a second win. <laughs> movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast, it's an also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Happiest surprise. That's a relief. A movie as achingly funny as a fish called Wanda. I think it's a lot more exciting than that. Bill Murray is brilliant. I suppose you don't believe that either. He'll tickle you half to death. This guy's too wonderful. Quick change. Now on video cassette. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. to uh we need to redo the opening of our show are you there wilson mr wilson oh technical difficulties already oh i i have to unmute it because you made me mute it because i was talking i don't make you do anything <laughs> yeah why do we have to update the opening of the show uh it's only because it's not in hd and oh yeah it's all compressed inside of an hd like a 1280 by 720 or 1080p so it's just now we have we actually have a real streaming software mm -hmm. we don't have uh software that uh this is like the real deal and 
you could see all of all of its ugly flaws in our videos because when we made them HD existed but we weren't really concerned with resolution and size and yeah. now we really need to have it in uh, 720 or 1080p. I'll just have to I'll just have to acquire a uh, video editing software program of your of your choosing for me to create new videos with. That sounds fine. I mean, you can you still use the Windows, uh, the one that's built into Windows. We just have well, to that make sure it outputs just, to uh, 720 or 1080. Just 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 to clarify, that was not made on the Windows uh, Movie Magic or whatever the fuck that's called. Oh, it was not. Okay. It was not. But I thought it was. I'm not saying it was the best software, but it was the next step up. Okay. But we, that we'll we'll be working on that along with many other things in the weeks months to come. <clears throat> that's right. So welcome. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. Yeehaw! Uh, welcome yeah. to Movie Sucktastic. Uh, I'm Scott, and uh, the other guy's Joey. Hi. I'm not seeing yeah, any I... video of you again. What? What the fuck? Come on, pay attention, man. Oh, there we go. How about now? Yeah, I got it. Uh, yeehaw! There you go. I unfortunately, there's something weird with the video yet again. Oh. Uh, no, no, no. I it's it just I can see video of you, but yeah. Skype. There's got to be a way, man. There has to be a way. We're working on it. it uh, trial and error. Trial and error. We're working on it. Well, basically, I, I have the uh, like a giant box of you uh, for video in the corner. I deserve so, nothing less. You, I guess so. Uh, I'll 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 go on board with that. <laughs> It's just, it's the viewer video, and then above your video says Skype with our logo, and it's just dead space. But it's not a big deal because we don't show the movies in the background anymore because YouTube Cause, literally bends us over. Because uh, fuck YouTube. All right, but. Um, we are streaming live right now, and I am streaming us in 1080p, and it's using 17% of my CPU. Nice. Whereas, then, you, then you can keep an eye on the. On the um, on the uh, chat room in YouTube because I'm still on wireless at my house and I don't want to risk the bandwidth. Oh, I'm getting uh, gigabit next week. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm getting okay. What's the what speed do you have in your house? Uh, it's fast. How fast? But I'm uh, but I'm all. Uh, I'm just curious. I'm just. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's like fifty gig, like download. Fifty meg, probably megabit. You know what I mean. I'm getting 940 next week. Yeah, that's why you could you could monitor the chat room. That's all I'm saying. There. Uh, it's just, I'm I, s I am so fucking giddy. If you know what, my right now I'm having no problems at all with my wireless, uh, which is why I'm not dropping the cash to have hard uh, the the Ethernet hardwired. But just run it yourself. I don't want I don't want to stretch it thin. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'll, I'll fly you down for that. How about that? <laughs> it sounds like that's what's gonna to have to happen. That's pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I come down, just make sure you have Ethernet on hand, and if not, we'll go buy some. Can do. And we will run you an Ethernet cable. Well, we will run that shit. Fuck, yo. Yeah, and that shit will. You know, the running is gonna take the most time. The, just putting it in your wall and crimping it down is not gonna. Running, take running always takes me the most time, but you know. Well. <laughs> Anyway, yippee ki oh, um, Motherfucker. Uh, Joey's coming to you from the great state of New Jersey, and I'm coming to you from the greater state of Texas, and uh, uh, which is now a new thing. 
And today we're going to be reviewing a good film for a change, which is boring. Uh, it, quick it, is, it is boring. And I, I rewatched this film today and it was such an easy watch. Oh, it, it is just it was it's hard. Yeah, it was it's so, so hard to review a good film. I know. I mean, I think what we can talk about is everything we like about it, because there's I have very few things that I don't like about it. Um, I mean, there are a couple of things where it's like, oh, yeah, would that really happen? Uh, oh, well, that's you know, suspension of disbelief. Suspension Who cares about that? Uh, there's just a little like continuity stuff, just like little things like <laughs> when and, and it's not that big a deal. But again, this is one of those things that they write it in the script. They they act it out. And then, this, like, for instance, the scene I'm actually talking about is when Bill Murray goes to get change in the convenience store. And the bus driver says, you've got you know, a minute and 42 seconds and then I'm leaving. And that scene literally is like five or six minutes long. Mm -hmm. And then when he's like 56 seconds and then literally two or three minutes has gone by and he's like but 26 seconds. Well, because the film it's not we're not watching 48 hours. No, I know. Or 24 hours. Or 24, sorry. 48 hours. I think you're thinking 126? No, 24. The TV show. Oh, the TV show. Sure. Okay. Hey, you're thinking 127 hours. No one's cutting their hand off in this film. It's no. not a, it's totally different. Um, so uh, the, the one thing I can bring to the table that's a little bit different from, you know, other movie review shows, I think, is that uh, this book, this movie was based on a book by Jay Cronley, who also wrote the books that Funny Farm and Let It Ride were based on. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Um, That's cool. Uh, and actually, Quick Change is the second time that the book uh, was made into a film. Uh, the title of the book was Quick Change, but the original film that was an adaptation of the book was the 1985 Italian film Hold Up, uh, featuring, um, uh, what's, what the fuck is his name, Belmondo something. Some Italian guy that everyone loves, and um, why, uh, John Paul. Why John is, Paul Belmondo. Why, why is that a knock? It's not. A, it's, just, it's just he's just like a, a popular Italian film guy, so you know he's not that good. And uh, <laughs> wow, no, John Paul Belmondo. So the 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 Italian version was called uh, the translation is Hold Up, okay. and it's it that was the first movie that was based on the book. Um, I haven't seen. I have a copy of Hold Up. I haven't watched it, um, but I have read the novel that that Quick Change was ad adapted from. And from what I can tell from the trailer of Hold Up, the mo the American film Quick Change is much closer to the novel, even though it, there are some differences. And I'll talk briefly about them later on in the show. Okay. Uh, uh, I, not to get ahead of ourselves. Julie. Uh, well, you have a challenge for me later. Yeah, probably. Okay. How come you never come, almost never come to the show prepared with my challenge? I'm, I'm, dude, I'm fucking always prepared, but I I float free on the wind like a feather. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I am a leaf in the wind. Watch me soar. Uh-huh. And then we all know how that happened, what happened after like, that. Dude, you know, I might just be spiteful and say Paranormal Activity 3. Watch it. Oh, there's no connection, so it doesn't count. Mm. I, I will think of one. Does it take place in New York City? No. There is probably like 10 I Hate New York movies you could challenge me on just based on... In, know, a, Grimm, fucking, in a heartbeat. Uh, in a heartbeat. Just based on Grimm's just disdain for New York City in this movie. Yeah. It, easily. You could, I, you could give me a, a, an I Hate New York movie. 
I think I even saw uh, that in an interview, Bill Murray had said, New Yorkers will love this film because <laughs> of how much we hate it. In this movie. I'm paraphrasing. That's pretty much what he says. It's right. like, yeah. New Yorkers will love how we hate the movie. And I was explaining to a young co-worker, dude, the age difference is starting to fucking get me. I forget what film it was, yeah. but something came up, and I, I was just, like... I just hired a new technician at work, and he's like 10 years younger than me, and it's like, ah, oh, dude. Oh, I wish I was still dealing with 10 years younger. I'm dealing with like 15 to 20 years younger. I just one this guy that I work with, he, I forget what the film was, but he, what, but he says like, Dude, I was 11 when that came out. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, seriously, shut up. Yeah, right. Uh, they, they, they pull that on me now. It's like, I, I, it's just, it hurts. There's, there's only one person close to my age working with me now, right. and he's older than me. Oh, that's not good so either. He, he's, like, he's like, hey, you remember Kojak? I'm like, no, I don't remember Kojak. <laughs> fuck Kojak. No, I know fuck Kojak. Fuck him and his stupid fucking parrot. I know Kojak, but I don't remember it because mm. I was too old for that. I was too Kojak. old for the shit I was watching. That, that, when was, it was... that was Beretta. <laughs> Beretta uh, was the one with the parrot, right? That's correct. Kojak yeah. was with Lollipop. Yeah, it was a Lollipop, and it was uh, Telly Savalas. Correct. And then Co who loves, uh, Beretta, who loves, you, baby. who loves you, baby. And then Beretta was, was What's-His-Face, who shot his wife in the restaurant. Exactly, and got uh, away with it with got... the uh, <laughs> I left my gun in my car defense. <laughs> yeah. What a what an asshole! Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but I love him. I love him as the blank faced ghoul in um in the David Lynch film Lost Highways. So there's always that. That is true. Um, that is true. And, and he and he played a he played a good asshole in Money Train. I'll give him I'll give him that too. Yeah, that is also true. Money Train. I know he was in Thin Blue Line, but I've never seen it, and I really don't care to. So we can move on past thin, that. The Thin Red Line. No, Thin Blue Line. Oh, there was so, one. No. Yeah, I believe he was in it. I, I'm just talking on my ass at this point. Hey. Anyway, J uh, Jay Cronley, uh, he wrote the book that was Let It Ride was based on, and I, we love Let It Ride. I fucking, you know, it's yeah. interesting you mentioned that because n not that long ago I had brought up to Scott. I'm like, how is this movie not on Blu-ray yet? Mm -hmm. And another film that I mentioned. How is this movie not on Blu-ray? Just got released, or is being released on Blu-ray really soon, called uh, Action Mutante. Or, action uh, Mutante. Or oh, yeah. Action, uh, mutant action. action, which is the mm -hmm. American translation. Which, a clip of it is in our opening uh, sequence that you might have seen. A couple of scenes are in our opening from that. That's true. Yes, yes. Um, so, it, it's a matter of time. I never thought you know Action Mutante would get a Blu-ray release, but there it is. It's coming. And it looks fucking amazing. Now, uh, I want to briefly mention that I rarely buy DVDs, but this past month I kind of splurged a little bit. DVDs or Blu-rays? Uh, and so I... Uh, bl I'm sorry, Blu-rays, now that we're talking. Yeah, now that that's the fucking go-to. Um, well, yeah. And I just wanted to mention briefly that of my recent purchases is like uh, Shout Factory. They had a sale, and I took advantage of it. Okay, what'd you buy? And so I got the limited edition of Bubble Hotep. Ooh, Nice. Um, and then also the limited edition of something, oh, motherfucking cat. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got the, um, assault, not, not assault, uh, either they live or assault and precinct 13. I forget which one. Oh, um, and I, then I think the shop factory one is with the alternate cover. Well, they all have like their new painted covers, which is one of the appeals. 
uh, and I I pr- actually pre-ordered their their metal book copy of Army of Darkness. Oh, nice! And I just got in the mail the other day uh, from Severin Films. Uh, I don't know the website, but just type in Severin S E V E R I N, and they released a special limited edition copy of Shock Treatment. Not oh. Shock Treatment. Yeah, Shock Treatment. Shock Treatment. Yeah, the one with the Vietnam veteran. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a limited edition copy signed by the filmmakers okay. with an actually piece of the film in the book, and it comes with the book. And it's a really nice, you know, limited edition copy. And the only reason I knew about it is because um, how can they cut uh, a part of the film? Was there that much available that they could do that? Or it's a little original print. It's like it's like one inch. You know how you know how many inches are in one minute of film? No, I know I get that. But yeah, I'm just wondering why they they even cut it up at all instead of because preserving they it. don't need the original anymore and like they're selling it for forty dollars a copy, so uh, I don't know. It's like preservation seems like a big deal and to cut up the movie unless they have you know multiple copies of it. We should we should get them on the show and review the, interview them about that. I would love to know more about that. I, I agree. So uh, and you only, said it's a limited edition. So how many copies? It must be. Oh, I forget. Only a few thousand, probably. I was going to bring it in the show, but I didn't want to mess it up because my hands are sticky with gin. But um, the only reason I knew the film was available on a limited edition DVD coming out was because Patton Oswalt twittered about it. And I was like, it's like, dude, I'm ordering my copy today. I fucking grew up with this film. You know, Agent Orange Babies, what's not the like? Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, fucking classic uh, underground trash cinema. Um, but uh, I just wanted to bring that up. There's a couple of films that I, I've, I purchased recently, uh, on Blu-ray and I highly recommend every single thing I mentioned to go to severin.com. I believe that's the site. And I, obviously the, the one site that you and I plug that we're still trying to, uh, get to notice us, <laughs> shoutfactory.com. Well, it, may, it, may they, never, it may never happen. It may not, not like we're big, you know, we're not big fish, but still shoutfactory.com has got the shit when it comes to re-releasing great uh 80s cinema yeah no they are on the ball uh there Mm -hmm. there are movies that they've released that i just not that i never thought would come out but they release them oh but they actually give it the the hd treatment that it deserves what even if it doesn't deserve it they still give it the hd street trash for instance oh that deserved it totally probably well, okay, I'll okay, I'll agree you know with what? you that it deserves it. But go, who, go, who expected it to look that good? Just go back and listen to our episode on the film Street Trash and hear us gush about how beautiful this film about melting hobos looks <laughs> in HD. Tenafly Viper. <laughs> yeah, half of the movie is just us like, this is so beautiful watching these homeless people melt. It's, it's just like, like amazing. Penis football scene has never looked better. Yeah, right. Uh, it's just, just you can really see the blood in in the uh, in the oxyacetylene decapitation scene. <laughs> but now we're talking about a film more high class. Uh, a little bit that more. Was re- yeah, it was a, a film that was referred to as somebody as. Uh, oh, I like this shot nope. that's on the screen right now, where Bill Murray Grimm he walks by the uh, the adult entertainment, and uh-huh. he's like, "Nude girls, nude girls, clowns, welcome." Clowns, yeah. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Nude girls. I believe one reviewer re- referenced the film as Dog Day Afternoon meets After Hours. Yeah, and right? I love that because After Hours is probably the most underrated Scorsese film made. Uh, and this this yeah, probably, and, and quick, it's probably the least known as well. Uh, when no, think I think Sco- Box, no Boxcar Bertha is the least known. 
Hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Boxcar birth is the least known. <laughs> After hours is the least under is the least is the most underrated. Um, and this film is in my uh, Plex category of uh, one crazy night films. Okay. Films that take place all in the course of one night. Yeah, I love those kind of movies. Which is which is a trope too. Sometimes when I'm trying to think of classifications for for uh, the Plex, I just go to the TV uh, TV tropes. Right. I just browse the movie. I was like, all right, give me a good time. Oh. Crazy, oh, one crazy night. There's the there's there's a new category, <laughs> and I have like forty films in that category. A lot of films take place just over the course of one night, and really some of the best films. Yeah, I have to I have to look at that list. Yeah, but uh, um, the basic plot of the film and the book is that uh, what were the characters' names? I, I lost it because I was looking up the uh, fucking you have Grim Italian film. is Bill Murray, right? Uh, Loomis is mm-hmm. Randy Quaid. And Phyllis is Gina Davis. And from memory, I believe the character names are all the same in the book and the film. And they basically, uh, essentially, they rob a bank. Yep. And then the, uh, in the first act, and the rest of the film is them trying to get, get out the, of New York. Get City. out of Dodge, basically. Yeah, exactly. And it's the it's the ultimate I it's the ultimate film where okay, here's a plan, and every single thing happens to make it go wrong in the course of the night. Literally everything that could go wrong. Yeah. Goes pardon, wrong. Me, pardon me one second. Okay. If you scratch on the door to come in, I will hurt you. <laughs> I was going to uh, fill Sorry, the gap. Was I was going to fill the gap there, but that was way more entertaining. Oh, I, I, I apologize. Don't apologize. Um, so, uh, Bill Murray, who needs no introduction. None. Uh, this is probably one. Of, this isn't a top top five favorite films. Of mine of his, I would oh, say easily. easily. Easily, this is right up there with Groundhog Day. Oh, absolutely! And the yeah. fact that he co-directed it, it—I don't understand why he hasn't gone and directed more things. Well, as far as I know, the only reason he co-directed it is because the person that was supposed to direct it, and I forget who that was. Oh, it's what's his face? Um, I got it. It's right here. Go ahead, keep talking. I, I got uh, his name. Well, he he turned it down. And he and the other person that were working on the project said that they didn't trust anybody else to direct it except themselves, and so they both directed it. Okay, Howard Franklin. Yeah, so so that's the only reason it came about. And this, I, th- I believe, this is also the only film he's ever produced. Oh, Bill Murray. Yeah, and the guy that he worked on this film with, he, the other two films he worked on him with are also two Bill Murray films I enjoy, uh, Larger Than Life. Oh right. And the man who knew too little. And Larger Than Life is another film that Howard Franklin was involved in. That's what I just said. He, he and oh, Howard oh, Franklin yes. were other films. That, that, okay. <laughs> Let's see. As far as producing... Joey was looking something up, so he didn't hear what I said. I, so that, that, is gotta, cor- that is absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, yes, this is the only major film, like uh, theatrical, that he's uh, Bill Murray's ever produced. See, Everything else... Joe- Joey didn't trust me on that, so we had to look it up while we were talking, which well, no, is why he. Well, no, I, said, no, I, I actually went in to go see what else Bill Murray has directed, and I figured while I was here, I wanted to see what else he's produced because he has produced other things, but this is the only film he's produced. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, still, still, it's what he did, but. Yeah. Um. <laughs> this, this is the only thing he's ever directed. Was Quick Change produced? Produced. Uh. It's the only film. Oh my god! 
Why, why are we still talking about this? I, I know. I, I, know. I, I, I can, I can read off all the other things. I can read off all the other things he's produced. Quick Change is one of them. But as far right. as directing, Quick Change it, Quick Change is the only thing he's ever directed. Really? Is, is he produced any other films? TV movies. Or That's a, not the same. A, no, no. A films. TV movie. A Very films. Merry Christmas. He was That's not on. that. That was that was fucking annoying. Extra innings, uh -huh. TV series, and so so everything yeah. I said before is still fact, pretty much. But we can move on from there. Let's move on. So it's it's a hilarious it's a hilarious cavalcade of, of missteps and errors, and it follows the book very closely. Um, you, I do recommend you've read the book, so you know it oh, firsthand. Yeah, beginning to end, yes, yeah, it's a and it's I enjoyed the book. Don't get me wrong, but ironically. Uh, I'm also right now in the middle of finally finishing. Uh, all right, I'm two thirds of the way through finally finishing the film, the book that the film Digstown was based on, the Digstown Ringers. Oh, really? Right, and I honestly, both of both that book and the original Quick Change book, I have to say the films are better. Better. Now, the only reason I say that about Quick Change is that I do not like the end of the book. Of Quick Change. Cor yes, correct. I'm oh. not. We're not talking Digstown at this point. It's all okay, so would it be any kind of? Would you want to re re release the ending of the book, um, or would what, you rather hold it off? What I'm going to say is that uh, mild spoiler alert for Quick Change, both the book and the film, is that the film is a generally happy ending. Yeah, the book is a generally unhappy ending. Get out! Really. And when I say by when I say unha unhappy, what I mean is there's a there's a like uh, there's a a theme in crime humor novels where the the bad guys humorously fail and are forced to go back to their lives of misdeeds. And the the Ameri the, the the original novel follows in that vein. Now, because I grew up with the movie, I find the ending of the book unpleasing <laughs> and, uh, and, and, i would too mean you yeah. know mean in a, in, a, in a way uh there are certain parts of the book that i find were very funny but i don't know how they would have translated it into film and save time and i think the most important part is the air, air airport sequence when they try to get on the plane is extended by multiple chapters in the book because the plane is overbooked by 10 people and so the so the airline uh people hold a raffle to decide who gets on the plane. Oh. <laughs> and it's dragged out so long, but it's so fucking funny. And I would say the big difference in the movie, between the movie and the book, as far as character goes, would be uh, Randy Quaid's character of Loomis. Because in the book, he's still goofy, but he's also... Um, more with it. He's also more... Uh, I, 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 want, I don't want to say violent, but he's also more of a heavy like he's not as witless okay. or naive. I mean, he still does a lot of goofy stuff, but he's got an edge to him. Okay. Uh, that's. I mean, so I could, I could see how they could have had uh, Randy Quaid do that. Oh yeah, and and I see and I see the reason why too, because they wanted to direct all the the sharp humor towards Bruce towards uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, not Bruce Willis. <laughs> and uh, I, and I see why they did that. I mean, I'm you know I just if you read the book and you watch the movie and you understand that they're two different mediums in any situation, you can understand why they have to change things. And I think everything they change for quick change uh, makes sense. 
a lot of the dialogue is close to the book or spot on. And whatever they did change, they had to because the tone changes in the film. Also, the character uh, that... Um, Jason oh, Robards. Agent, thank you, Agent Robards. And that actor yeah, is... Uh, Rod Sticker. Rod Jason uh, Robards played Rod Sticker. Or, right. That character that is... Name. Yeah, that character is less of a good guy in the book, but they play him up more in the movie as a sympathetic character because uh, this is the kind of film where... Where the good guys aren't the the good guys are bad guys, but they're not really bad guys. So in the book, they make the the good the the, the supposed good guy, which is uh, Stickler or whatever his name just just gave me. Rod Singer. Uh, Rod Singer. Rod, 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 Rod Singer. Rod Singer. In the in the book, he's more of a bad guy that's supposed to be a good guy, but the movie's like, yeah, he's still a good guy, but because the real bad guy is, is the bad guy. Right. You know. Okay. You have level. You have levels of antihero all throughout the film. Got you it. know, okay, but the book's a bit more. Um, the the book is more like uh, everybody against the the heroes of the book, which which is interesting since they you know he loses at the fuck or they lose at the fucking end. Um, but uh, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, well, uh, as far as um, the film goes, it came out in the summer. It was a summer release. It came out July of nineteen ninety. And that 1990 was the summer of sequels, and it came out the same weekend as Ghost. Aren't they all? Well, it back it, then it, it was. It's, back it's, then it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's worse now. But 1990 no. is spe is specifically in my memory because there were so many sequels in 1990 uh, that summer that it was just like you had Die Hard two, and Gremlins two. And you had, uh, I off the top of my can, I can't think of the other ones, but there were a lot of sequels in spring and summer of 1990. It was quite a bit. Uh, it, it was a summer where they had so many, it was not the norm as far as sequels went. Usually, right, and back they, then it was a big thing. Was like, Ooh. Yeah, so this came out in July of 1990, and it really had no chance. I think they they thought they had a better shot, but then Ghost came comes out of nowhere and is like the biggest film of the year. I mean, it made more money than Total Recall, which was you know, perceived to be the big film of 1990, and it wasn't. You know, sometimes they re they release these films in the summer, and you think, "What the fuck are you thinking? This is not a blockbuster film right. like UHF." Yeah, UHF like, "Oh, it's a summer film." So what are you fucking kidding? You just doomed this movie. You doomed <laughs> it, really. UHF is like a good. It would have probably been like a good February March release. Yeah, yeah. You know, we just watched we just watched a movie trailer recently, and and in the minute like January came up, we're like, no, and I can't remember what it is now. Oh, I know what it is. Um, because I saw it too, and I thought the same thing. I'm <laughs> like January, and then I realized I oh god, now I gotta look. I'll look it up real quick. I'll find out. But I'm pretty sure they're doing it on purpose because um, that director or that actor has had some movies come out in January that were successful. So I don't think it's being released in January because the studios have no faith. I think it's being released because it, it made money or uh, the previous actor's film made money in January. So now I need to know. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. There's a new trailer for Venom, by the way. I, I, you know, I can't even be bothered. 
honestly, it's like I, I still don't understand why they decided that the oh, that it's uh, glass is coming out in January. Oh yeah, that's right. We're watching the trailer. Like, oh, this is gonna be fucking awesome. It's like this January. No. And the the reason why it's coming out in January is because M Night's last film, um, Split. Split, which ties into this storyline, came out in January uh-huh. and was very successful. It, you know, and also uh, my my former co-writer in screenplays, uh, it uh, was a film uh, was a script supervisor on Glass. Oh, really? Yeah, he was actually in Pennsylvania, and the entire time he was there, we tried to get together, and he was so busy, he was like, "Oh, we never made it." Uh, but he was script supervisor on that, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it definitely. Uh, and, I and never went. I, have, I never saw Split because apparently that ties. Same here. It ties into the storyline, and I'm like, I didn't even know that. Well, when I saw that, this trailer, I was like, What the fuck? And that's great because I was watching the trailer with my wife, and then she's like, Oh, it's interesting. I said, Yeah. And that film, the, the other characters from the film Split that came out last year, I've got it on the plex. She's like, Oh, we have to see that. I'm like, Great, because if we hadn't seen this trailer, I never would have fucking got her to watch it. So, oh. ha, <laughs> finally, finally. Well, and the thing is, too, when I saw the trailer for Glass, when it first started, I'm like, this is a joke, right? It's like, there's no <laughs> way this is real. Because they show James McAvoy, his character, and then they show Sam Jackson, and then Bruce Will. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then nice. I realized, then I got excited. I'm like, holy shit, uh-huh. they're actually making a movie out of this? And, like, as the trailer goes, you realize that they actually show more of, like, Bruce Willis playing the hero. Yeah. I was like, "Boss well, is gonna be fucking good." Although I, I was, I was kind of lamenting to my coworkers the other day. Uh, now that I have people I can talk to, is was that like uh-huh. Bruce Willis? As much as I love Bruce Willis, um, like some of his more recent, he's getting older. Yes, he is. And like so, like his last couple action films, I watching them and I pay attention to him. Like, yeah, you're kind of walking through this. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's, like, there's a uh, re- death wish. There's a reason why he's got a hood over his head most of the scenes in Death Wish. <laughs> like, he's, not, he's not doing his own fucking stunts anymore. He's too old for that well, shit. Well, I think he's doing some, and he's hurting himself, so yeah, he's doing yeah. less. And then ironically... Like, he went, do, he was on uh, either Jimmy on. Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon, and he showed up to promote the film in a sling. <laughs> well, then, and then, like, I'm watching the, the, I'm watching the, the trailer for Glass, so like... Oh yeah, so they went back to the character of his where he wears the hood, whatever he does, superhero stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're getting old. Yeah, and I actually, I actually said, uh, and it surprised me. The words came out of my mouth, and I was like, "Did I just say that?" It's like, I say, like, I'm looking forward to when they finally reboot Die Hard with a new actor. And I was like, "Who the fuck said that?" Oh, it was me. Oh, <laughs> honestly, I was like, "Yeah, I, I would love to see them like just like start from the beginning again with Nakatomi, right. but like redo it modern day with like mo- like bigger CGI effects and a new young actor that yeah, can do the next and, five and, and smart film. smart technology, which is where yeah. we're at in this time. Just, just don't do a fucking TV show like Taken or Jack Ryan. Don't fucking do it. Start yeah. reboot the movie series. I think as long as Bruce Willis is alive." They're mm-hmm. gonna. They're just always gonna go to Bruce Willis. But but they can they can he can cameo like fucking Harrison Ford. Okay, let's let's be let's be straight here. And I under the only reason he's why I too give, much of an ego for that. I think if they I, 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 I think if they did it in such a way where he kind of hands right. off hands it off to somebody new. Yeah, where he's but, in the movie, but then hands it off. There's I, gonna I be think a point that they where would do that. 
But there's going to be a point where he's just pulling a Steven Seagal and walking through his action films, and no one's going to stand for that. I'm sorry. Um, the only reason he gets a pass on Death Wish, because Death Wish traditionally with Bronson was supposed to be an older character. You know, the older yeah. father with, you know, it was like, oh, a middle-aged father loses everything. It was Bronson crazy. did Death Wish into his 70s, so. I mean, when he started, he was younger, but. He was um, in his uh, late 40s, early 50s. Right. Uh, yep. Yeah, it still didn't stop him from wearing a Speedo in the opening scene. Uh, hey, if I look that good at 50, I, uh, I'm going to be happy. To, to, if you wear a Speedo, I'll be happy. But that's besides the point. Um, the Bruce Willis gets a pat on you, you don't have to comment on that. You can just let that slide. Bruce Willis no, gets a pat on that because of the, the time frame. It was a uh, visual. And, and, I'm, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm going to keep going. And Death keep Wish... Going wasn't that bad i'd love to talk about it on the show um, uh yeah we could do that i mean if yeah it comes up in a challenge in some way sure but um i mean we're talking about everything but quick change <laughs> well you you're the one that branched off i know and you know what it, it it's what we said it's basically what you said and i completely i, agree I told with my wife i it, told my wife it's i said hard to i told my wife I said, movies. I said joey challenged me the quick change why the fuck does he always challenge me to good films? I don't always challenge you to good movies. No, but but you're the only one that does. I don't challenge you to good films. I'm always like, all right, let's do this one because it'd be fun. It's like, what's the fun in talking about a film where everything is like, oh, I love this part. Yeah, what the fuck is who I, you know, Listen, anybody can I'm, do that. I'm shit. trying to keep within the vein of the challenge. And the woman on the street corner with the the flowers for the dead, the muertos. It's just like it just remind me of. Of Martine in Paranormal Activity too, and that's the only film with a Spanish maid we could have made. We could have re referenced, right? Yeah. <laughs> also, that character, by the way, is an homage to a streetcar named Desire. So. Yeah. So. So, so I don't know what the fuck that's about. I don't know, but it just I I couldn't stop thinking about this film. I, I don't know what else I would have challenged I, you to. I don't know either. It would have just been another shitty horror film, and I thought. We could, I would have been fine with Paranormal, Paranormal Activity 3. No, nah, that's not happening. You think? Uh, no, it's not. Well, I Really? Mean, <sighs> what if I challenge you to that? What, what are you going to say? And, and you know what? Let's not what are you going to do? Let's not get what are you going to do? I'm going to watch the movie. That's what I'm going to do. No, that's but, right, you but, will. But let's not get redundant, okay? The, listen, there, there, there's, <laughs> like I, there's like at least 10 I Hate New York films right off the bat. You are correct, sir. So we should go in that direction if you if you really want. Uh, so now you're telling me what the challenge is. Is that what it is now? I'm not. I'm saying, but we can go in that direction if you have a hard time picking a challenge. I'll even I, I, I'll even give you no. one. There's like a off, off, the, off the top of my head, Dude, I could give you between one. between New York, heist, and clowns. There's no end of the films I could challenge you to. Yeah, That's just like a fucking. Yeah. Had, had we not done Death Wish, it would have been a perfect transition into a now, review of the original Death Wish. Now, now let's talk about the other. We mentioned Bruce Willis, and we mentioned um, Nicholas. Um, I kill rich <sighs> cunts. No, we mentioned we mentioned um, Bill Murray. Mother's getting the shit knocked out of her. All right, come on, come on. All right, let's all right. back up. All right, all right, all right. We, we mentioned Randy Quaid and mentioned Bill Murray, but Gina Davis. Yeah. This is one of my more more likable films of hers. I'm not a huge fan of hers. Long Kiss Goodnight is the only other one that I that's, that really comes to mind. That's the top of my Gina Davis list. Yeah. Quick Change is like number two. Um, I can't think of a number three off the top of my I head. She's acceptable in Beetlejuice. She, 
Oh, she's okay. Yeah, Beetlejuice will be number three, I think. But I, I, I'm not a fan um, of hers. But uh, when I like, what's the Woody Allen about... film she got the Oscar for? She was okay in that. What the other, the other, the other sister. Is that what it's the good sister? Is that the good that sister? She won an Oscar for a Woody Allen film. I didn't care for *On the Fly*. No, she was a kind of background. In, yeah, in she that. was like she was. She, she was just filling in the gaps in between uh, uh, *Half Naked* Steve Gutenberg. Thank you very much. My my wife would immediately tell you Earth Girls are easy is her favorite Gina Davis oh, film. Oh, fuck that noise. <laughs> Might as well say Cutthroat Island at that point. But it's it's just a film she grew up with, so Hero Hero was was she was the least good thing in that film. Thelma and Louise, I don't give a shit. Um Accidental Tourist. Eh. Uh, is that the one she got the Oscar for? I'm, I might be thinking of probably. That film. I, I would I would assume Accidental Tourist. That's the most that's that's the most Oscar worthy film she's ever been in. I'll be honest. Um, uh, yes, Gina Davis for the Accidental Tourist. Yeah, best, I, honestly, best actress in a supporting role. Yeah, no, the, the, my, I I'm gonna stick with the three films I listed as my favorite three Gina Davis films. Everything else, I'm like, eh, she's not bad, but yeah. eh. Yeah, oh, great. She's an archer. I don't care. Archer. <laughs> no, she is. Yeah. She's a professional archer. Oh, that's right. She was in Fletch. That's right. Uh-huh. But first no, she first film the... she ever did was Tootsie. Again. She does the bow and arrow thing. Yeah. Yes. She, she, uh, I, I think she almost qualified for the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if she did and got knocked out. But she's actually pretty skilled in it, surprisingly. She's like the poor man's Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> a league of their own. My wife loves now, that movie. My uh, Holly made me watch it, and I, I it like was, Tom Hanks is the only thing I really enjoy in that. It wasn't bad, you know. Tom Hanks, fucking, I, you know what? Like for some reason, I kept flashing back to Tom Hanks today. It's oh, like, right. oh, I love when he yells. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's the what's the film? Um, nothing in common. We're, we're, um, oh, uh, yeah, with uh, uh, Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason plays his father. Yeah. There's that one scene near the end where, where, the, where the, the one, like, the, the guy's, like, telling him he has to go, you know, ignore his sick father and fly over. And, like, he, he, he like, just, like, yells at him, hey, don't you ever fucking touch me again. I remember I was, like, 13 <laughs> when I watched that film. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, 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 I it's just. get on board. <laughs> uh, you could put, like, a, a clip. Of like films where he snaps, and like oh, yeah. scenes where he Joe snaps. Joe vs. the volcano. And, and, I should uh, kill you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like gold in my hand, and like all the times he yells. You could put them against Pacino films where he yells because Pacino always has that, that like like that um that um yeah yeah no I know the... he, he's he's known for like oh yeah and, uh, oh yeah she's got a it's great like, ass. Right, but like, like, so like but I was thinking, didn't I was start th his career that way. He started his career um, low key, exactly. And, and the same thing, and the yeah. same thing with Tom Hanks. And Tom Hanks is like kind of like he keeps winning Oscars for films where he's like like quiet and emotes. But if you go back through all his films, he has just as many yelling scenes as Pacino, and he never oh, gets yeah. the credit for being loud like Pacino. Hmm, I never really thought of it that way. Yeah. I like that. I mean, uh, Hanks Hanks is goes high and low. He he, and when he goes high, his voice kind of cracks a little. A little bit. Yeah, and it, like, it's it's Hooch. <laughs> oh, please don't bring up Turner and Hooch. Jesus Christ. 
that's like one of my least favorite Tom Hanks films. Yeah, and the ending oh. is, you know, the ending is the ending, so. Well, who cares? Spoiler alert, the dog dies. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah, you know, if that bothers you, watch Marley and Me. That's a much different outcome. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. Oh, fuck, fuck pet owners. I'm sorry. Anyway, um. <laughs> Says the guy with like four cats, a dog, and two ferrets. Yeah, you have like seven times as many pets as I do. Yeah, but but not not intentionally. Not yeah, that's. I inherited all not, of them. Still not good though. I inherited all of them. Let's be <laughs> fair. And and I and I I still feed them when I have to. So. Well, that is that's good. That's that's big of me. I have a dog, and the kids have a hamster. And the when hamster- they get a hamster. Uh, oh, that's going to fucking die soon. You know that, two right? Months, two months ago. Uh, I can tell that Danny's not going to really care. And <laughs> Sebastian is. Because yeah, it's... Danny, he's 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 just very much like, oh, here's a dog, nice doggy, pets the doggy, and he's just like, I'm going to go play Minecraft. Uh-huh. So, and Danny is very compassionate towards other kids, like his cousins. They're younger than him. They're like two and one, or I'm sorry, three and two. Absolutely loves them. Protective of them is like that. Sebastian, on the other hand, doesn't really, you know, not that he doesn't love his cousins. He does, but he loves animals. He's very compassionate towards animals. So when this hamster dies, Sebastian is going to be just sad. And Danny's going to be like, whatever. If it was a guinea pig, you'd have a year or two. But hamster, yeah, that's happening soon. It's ha- uh, I think yeah. hamsters got a couple of years on them. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we've only um, had them a couple of months. So, so besides Gina Davis, yeah. uh, as you mentioned, Jason Robards. Yeah, which uh, he was making uh, films uh, like the year before he did Parents. He did that film, and uh, he's he was doing like films like this this was kind of like it became uh movies in his wheelhouse uh uh-huh. and then, um, then you have stanley tucci very young stanley tucci right fucking uh then um uh kurtwood smith read from that 70s show oh that's right or mr robocop himself uh you know let's let's put it in perspective uh, and then again, and then Tony Shalhoub is the cab driver. I, oh, where the hadu? There, yeah, there, there is a lot of top level fucking talent in this film. There is a lot, really, and and they all came together under the unification that New York City sucks balls. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was explaining to the the coworker at work. I said, "You're too young to realize this, but there was a point where when films were made about New York City, they were made." emphasizing that New York City is a shitty, shitty, shitty place to be. Yeah, especially at this point in time. Right. Just and porn on every corner, yeah. liquor stores on every corner, well, the, I, like crime, like every year getting worse. Well, and I, I tried to explain to them. So what happened was Rudy Giuliani became mayor, and he did two things. One, he quote-unquote cleaned up Times Square by making all the porno shops uh, put a Disney facade on the front so you couldn't tell which ones were the porno shops. And two, he took a stranglehold of the film, the New York Film Commission, and made sure that any movie, any company that wanted a film in New York City, 
did so under the stipulation that it turned it into a fucking advertising brochure for tourists to visit the city. That's it, why your remake and, of and The it, Outer Towners, which was a film about how shitty New York City was, the remake ends with, oh, look, it's a beautiful city, and we're watching an opera, and John Cleese is in drag. It, 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 the whole thing took place in the late 90s, and Quick Change is one of the last of the I Hate New York films. It really is one of the very last, uh, yeah. because Giuliani was doing all this in mid to late 90s. So, mm. yep. And I've mentioned it before. If you go back and... And, and everything that he did worked. You go to New York City right now, and if you just go to Times Square and that general, like, five, not even, I'd say three-mile radius, all for tourists. Uh Uh-huh. It's, I mean, you could still end up in the wrong part of town and just get fucked up. Oh, But if you go into Times Square, Times Square is, it is a tourist haven at this point. It's clean. It uh, runs like a, uh, like clockwork. Mm -hmm. And... You could absolutely go. You could go there right now, and it's wall to wall people. It it has become that. And way. who wants that? I remember towards the. I remember going to New York City with all all of you guys. Like we would all go, and you'd see prostitutes just walking around like it wasn't a big deal. And, and it really wasn't. It I'll really it really wasn't. But <laughs> you would see you would see them everywhere, and oh, I... when Giuliani took over. And he and he cleaned uh, a lot of that up. Well, quote unquote, cleaned it up. What he did was they started arresting everybody that performed like even like minor infraction, like the like the window washers, homeless people that would wash your windows. Oh, yeah. They started arresting. There's like just arrest them, and then they solved the homeless problem by kicking them out of the city. Oh, there was like, oh yeah, it's illegal to be homeless in the city now, so you just have to go to like Pennsylvania or you know wherever New York State because yeah. we don't want you here. That's all he did. Yeah, it was like, yeah, you're illegal now, so we're going to either arrest you or kick your ass out. Well, there's and still a it, huge homeless problem in New York, so it, oh, lasts, yeah, it only because, lasted for a little while. Right, because that only lasts as long as you can force them out, and then there's a certain point where you have to stop because the prisons are full, and you can't really keep on arresting homeless people because that's not what we fucking do in a civilized society. Um, yeah, we did for a little while. Well, a little while, yeah, but that's the same time that he's, like, he's backing up people for, oh, yeah, we shouldn't be... Uh, we shouldn't have museums gaining uh, public funds when they have a man- manure Madonna. It's like, fuck you, Mister. I'm cheating. I'm cheating on my wife. It's like, like, and publicly, fuck you, Mister Morals. Lord <laughs> Comover comes around and like defends Trump. Lord Comover. Uh, wow, that's a term I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, I, that's still stuck with me. Lord Comover. That, that, that was coined on Opie and Anthony. It was. It was. It's an Opie and Anthony thing. I, yeah. That's back when I was back in the old days before they like. You know, took off on their own when they were still on that one when channel. They were still on uh, K Rock, not K Rock. Yeah. they were on. Uh, uh, they were on. One hundred one point five. No, no, I don't know. One hundred two point three classic rock. They were on right. One hundred two point three. Oh no, I'm sorry. One hundred four point three. That's what they were on. They were doing afternoons. Howard Stern was doing mornings. Yeah, it really had the best of both worlds because you, if you liked Howard Stern, you drove in in the morning, you heard him, and then. On your commute home, rush hour, you heard Opie and Anthony. I, I, I hated Howard Stern, but I liked Opie and Anthony. I like uh, both. I always nah. did. Oh, um, uh, we're not going to get into that. No, we're not. But, uh, but then they, they they fucked up. They did this uh, uh, Sex for Sam, which was for Sam Adams' beer. That's mm-hmm. why that was called that. And one of their contestants had anal sex in St. Patrick's Cathedral. And they I got, remember that. They got fired for that. 
Yeah. And then they Because that's the to... first time that's the first time there was ever anal sex in the Catholic Church. Oh did you, did you see that recently in the news about the, the Pope in the uh, Catholic Church in uh yeah. like a, yeah, oh, it, it still happened anyway. <laughs> uh so they got fired and they had to be fired for the length of the contract that they signed. So mm-hmm. they had signed, I think, a three year deal and yeah. they had only been on the deal for a year. So they had to be fired and couldn't sign a new contract to be anywhere else for two years. Right. So then they did, and they went to XM Radio. Right. And then that's where the term Lord Comover was coined. No, no, uh, no. Lord, they didn't. They, oh, no, they right. talked. It, it was on 104.3. It was on, it yeah. was on K, uh, uh, a classic Because I didn't follow them to XM. I was old school with them because I'm, I'm not fucking buying satellite radio. I followed uh, them to, to XM. Yeah, but Lord, but Lord Com- again, any anybody, anybody who does the comb over if they're going bald, there's a severe psychological problem there. Oh yeah. Severe, severe. Well, nobody the thing is it's like, it's not right fooling mind. anyone. It's not fooling nobody anyone. In, nobody in their right mind does that period. Well, there are plenty of people that do it. <laughs> no, but not in their right mind. Oh, in their right mind. No, in, nobody in their right mind does that. I, That's I would, just like, I would simply just, I would just live with a crew cut. Because you're not insane. High, is and, high and tight, as my father-in-law says. Right. Yeah. Sh- yeah. Because you're not insane. Um. But anyway, quick change. Yeah, uh, quick change. It was a really good movie. It's love, love you know, it. uh, I mean, it's it's one of those films, and and uh, they even keep the, the the romantic tension from the book in the film, which is Gina Davis's character. Um, starts doubting her affection for Bill Murray because he becomes such an aloof character during this whole sure, uh, high-class uh, bank robber. But but Bill Murray is at his um, dry wit finest. Yeah, I know he's great in this. And, and and I also think that um, what's his name? Uh, Randy Quaid is is at probably his most manic. Best. <laughs> We're all gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody should see something like that. Well, you don't even know colors. Where the do? Okay, let, let me take this. He just points to the passport JFK, and he just gives him the thumbs up. He's like, all right? <laughs> and then he just leans over again. Where the do? And I just love Gina Davis's response. The goddamn airport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. It is just so good. I, you know, even though it's a comedy and it's not meant to be like serious, they really capture like they, they managed to capture all the exasperation of dealing with anything in the fucking city. Right. From 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 like the the construction guys when they try to get directions to the people screaming out fucking windows to just the, the you know uh, and it's a little bit of a xenophobic uh, anti um, anti immigrant. Uh, humor with with uh, Tony Shalhoub, but they managed to make it not mean towards him. No, especially when Jason Robards, when he comes in handcuffed, he goes, "You probably left your country to escape this shit." Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's such an interesting turn because then this is like like not even it's like twenty eight years ago. Jason Robards' character, he's like, "You probably left your country to escape, you know, like things like this," and he's compassionate <laughs> and he's saying things like that, and now. Yeah. There's, there's hardly, there are a lot of shitty people that would be like, yeah, fuck that guy. Like it, my neighbor down the street, for instance, they have oh, a pickup yeah. truck 
and this is my neighbor down the block and they have a pickup truck and in like pseudo Arabic writing it's not Arabic but it's just like it's all the squiggly lines it yeah, says yeah. fuck you that's what it says and obviously it's it's like oh if you're if you're Arabic go fuck yourself you can't possibly be a good person right you know and then there's another one another sticker that says learn to speak english that's another sticker that they have dude and, and of course there's the, the american flag and a bald eagle and it's like jesus christ dude, and honestly I, I said ironically but that's not even the, true in texas so far yeah i don't see any of that shit well i think you're also in a very progressive area i, I all right yes but no <laughs> because we did have neighbors that we met and they were nice people. But at one point we're talking about the local high school, which is just down the road. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you know, Oh, it was a real nice high school, but then uh, they built this apartment building nearby and we got all these Katrina survivors. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I swear I kept a straight face, but I was like, Oh shit, this is the most <laughs> racist thing I've heard today. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, when 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 Nazis came by at two in the morning and threw pamphlets at everybody's house, everybody was pissed off, and two or three people that uh, called the cops on them. I was like, "Hey, all right." So like, there's like, okay, there's still prejudice, but it's the kind of like, yeah, but we're it's not like, fucking Nazis. It's, prejudice is like, like it's select racism. Yeah, it's like, hey, I can be uncomfortable around black people and still not think they deserve not to vote. <laughs> there's a there's a line. Come on. There's a there's a fine line, but there is yeah. one. And that's why, like, like I remember when when they announced Crocodile Dundee, uh, that what's his name was doing a um, the son of Crocodile Dundee. Oh yeah, um, Danny McBride. Danny McBride, and there's all these people online saying, "Oh, uh, Crocodile Dundee was a sexist, racist character, and we shouldn't be uh, supporting oh, this." It's like, what the fuck, you? What are you talking? And I went back and wa- rewatched the first one with Holly, and there's the scene where they're in the bar, and he's like, "Oh," the, and like the cabbie's telling him, "That's a guy. That girl you're talking to is a guy," and he grabs her crotch he's like hey that's a dude it was like oh that's insensitive to transgender people so yeah or it could be that the guy pretending to be a woman shouldn't be lying to the guy yeah right and also even beyond that let's remember it's the fucking 80s (laughs) and the fact that they didn't beat the beat her to fucking death in the bar right then and there kind of makes a progressive film people nowadays this is the same this is the same decade where our president ignored aids and wouldn't say anything about it because it was considered a gay disease. So, Crocodile Dundee being like, hey, I, I don't want to hit on you because you're a guy. Okay, he's from the fucking bayou, but he didn't, like, punch her and they didn't drag her out in the back and fucking beat her half to death and leave her stripped, hanging over a fucking barbed wire fence. Yeah. I, it, it just... Just dial the fucking back and consider the time frame and let's, let's just relax well, a little I, I bit. I think there. the biggest problem with... And this is going to sound, it's going to sound the way it sounds. A lot of people nowadays, they, they, they just create memes and they, they, they just create a viral attitude towards waiting to be offended for a lot of things. I'm not saying people can't be offended by things. Obviously, that's not what I'm saying. I, but I, it just I think seems like everyone should be offended. I think everyone should be offended. But honestly, but they're the littlest things they will there's an outcry, outcry created for it. Well, I think there's a difference between being offended and then trying to create an outcry against something. Like, again, I could watch Crocodile Dundee and be offended when he's asked the black minimal driver, are you with a tribe? Yeah, what tribe and are he's you like, in? 
Right. It's like, okay, well, he's from a country where the Aborigines are fucking walking around and he's friends with them. So why don't you dial it back a bit? Yeah. But I could be I could be offended by that. But do I want to say this film's evil and racist? Like, no, because there was a positive message behind everything in the film. And, you know, well, there are people even, that just don't care and they just follow an agenda. They might genuinely want to follow that agenda, but it just seems kind of petty and it just seems disingenuous a lot of the well, times. But without, without descending into strangers in a strange land territory, yeah. there are people that are going to seek conflict wherever they can. And then there are people going to say, listen, we're trying to stop conflict. So let's find a middle ground somewhere. So there's people that are going to say, "Hey, you have to, you have to like, you have to accept everybody the way they are," and then some. There are people who are like, "I don't have to accept anything that I don't like," and then there's people in the middle like me who are like, "Hey, you know what? I don't have to accept shit, but I also don't have to make everybody bend to my will. So do what you want to do. Just don't ask me to fucking praise it." Yeah. No. And you know, you're right. You, I mean, you, I mean, you can be for transgender bathrooms. And not actually spend the time to learn all the different fucking initials in the LGBTQBUL uh, <laughs> phrases to keep adding things to it. I am 100% pro-transgender, but don't don't get pissy on me because I like Crocodile Dundee because it's a different fucking time. And fuck you. Yeah, it, they just, a lot of people just think you're insensitive to it if you like Say well, it, like a film because it has that scene in it, and it's the furthest from the truth. Well, yeah, but again, pe- some people just strive on the thing but conflict. We we need to have somebody to hate, so it, you can be for something or you can be against something. So the people that are for certain things think that they're acting for it when really they're really doing is acting against it. It's like, oh, are you for transgender rights or are you against people that don't like it? That's two different things entirely. I am for transgender people being accepted and being allowed to use whatever bathroom they fucking want because who gives a shit and for not being harassed i am not against people who don't understand that because it's not their they don't have to fucking understand it no one has to understand my fucking sense of humor they can they can not like it and walk away you don't i don't have to be accepted i just have to be fucking tolerated i tolerate you and and i'm barely both so (laughs) i'm kidding you know i know I know you don't. You I, you don't. I don't what? Tolerate me. I, I stop. <laughs> Dude, I, you're one of the few left. I love you, man, and that's the god's honest truth. You don't don't. I'm I'm already drunk on gin. Don't make me get sappy on you, cause cause it'll get fucking sad real quick. No, let's not do that. Just know that I love you, man. I do. I love you too. <laughs> There's no. Uh... Uh, seriously, send me a picture of you in that speedo. Um. Uh, no. but, but, but quick change. I mean, again, quick change. If you're a Bill Murray fan, you've seen it. If you're not a Bill Murray fan or you haven't seen it, you need to see it. It's a 1990s film, which, again, like I said, is, is right around the time that the I Hate New York films died. Um, yeah, there was there was only a, a few more uh, after this. That came then, out. And it, but again, that's because that's when Rudy Giuliani just got a stranglehold on the New York Film Commission. Yeah. And it's just like the military now. Military. It's like, oh, we'll give you free planes and everything. But... We need to approve the script so you don't see anything bad about us. There, there and, is one very big. It wasn't a big film, but it's a well-known film that came out after this. That's an I Hate New York, and that might be the like the really very last one. Which one? Uh, bad Lieutenant <sighs> with uh, Harvey Keitel. I think that came out in '92. Um, Did it come out in '92. Cl- All right, you know what? I- 
the it's not a mainstream film though. No, it was like an Abel no. Ferrara low budget underground film, and it wasn't I hate New New York as much as I hate New York cops. And who, really, who's got a problem with that? Ninety yeah, two um, came out ninety two. This is ninety two when they were like shooting black people left and right. Oh wait, they're still doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, I'm sorry, God. I mean, I'm still awake. Get- That's one of my favorite oh, scenes in that movie. Oh, I'm dude, fucking I, weak. And dude, I still love the ending of that film. Great ending. For fucking perfect ending. Yeah, won't, we won't reveal that ending, but fucking great. No, no, Bad and Lieutenant. It's one oh. of the very. Uh, it's not one of the first, but it's one of the very first few movies that got an NC-17 rating. Mm-hmm. The first being yep. Henry and June, which we have talked about on the show. Right, um, and Henry and June, the film horror. Uh, this film, that was like the very oh. first three movies that got an NC-17. And, and, and one of the films responsible for the NC-17 was Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. That's correct. Because that was the film where the, N- NC- where the uh, MPAA said, oh, you can't cut anything from this film. We're giving X because of its tone. Oh, <laughs> fucking Christ. Yeah, that's why I love that. The and f- you know what? You could watch that. Uh, you could watch Henry. You could watch that on broadcast TV at this point. I mean, yeah, it's I'm... still fucked up, but it's there's some other. Fu- I've seen more fucked up shit uh, played during the day. Dude, I was going through my my Plex, and I I found I forget which film it was, but it was a film in the um, S's or T's, and yeah, this like is from the <laughs> no no no, it's an older film from the seventies, and their movie poster was the first film to, to be called Gornography. Oh God, Gornography. And, Right, and I'm like, all right, all you motherfuckers talking about torture porn with Saw, and and like in the, in like the 2000s, like it was new. Just fucking stop your whining. This shit's been around since the 70s, and you have no fucking idea what true torture porn looks like. Yeah, that's so seriously. True. This shit has a fucking plot. You never watched the Incredible Torture Show. You have no idea what you're fucking talking about. I mean, I'm sorry, Blood Sucking Freaks, aka known as the Incredible Torture Show, right. which which the initials of is tits because <laughs> 70s, tits, you know. Of course, it's exploitation. Right. Yeah, Come on, I, it's I, the height I, of it. I just remember when like Saw was out, like, oh, torture porn, torture porn. It's like, you, first of all, I, I was I was a teenager during the fucking uh, oh, Evil Dead is the spawn of all evil, and, and and you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about because you haven't gone back to Herschel Gordon Lewis back when he was the spawn of evil. That shit wasn't torture porn? You fucking pansies. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, no. People suck. I mean, that's what it really comes down to. Except for the people that listen to our show, because they we know the truth. We love you guys, of course. Most of you. Most of you, yes. Uh, most of you. I, hmm. I'm not going to name any names. but no, Don't name any names. No, that's okay. but, but most of you. Most of you, most of you are good. awesome. Now the cool thing with Plex nowadays, uh, and I think oh, we're yeah. official podcasts are now out of beta. As yes, of today. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now you can listen to Movie Sucktastic on your Plex account. Yeah, we got to throw that into our. Uh, yeah, and uh, one our, thing I'm thinking ending. of doing, I think I want to take my, uh, I, I want to get audio from our podcasts and put it as an audio track on my movies on my Plex, oh, so really? I can watch the movie with our podcast in the background. I think that'd be great. <laughs> And if anybody wants a copy of that, I'll send them to it for free. Yeah, because that was something that we we were forced to stop doing by YouTube. We're right, streaming because, live right now on YouTube. Right. Now, I also want to mention, did I mention um, 
dead meat last episode? Uh, yes, you did. They had this. He had the same problem with YouTube where they 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 stopped one of his films. Yep, you did. And it, it was like it was like, and he actually was like freaking out. I was like, what the fuck's this? I was like, dude, what, you know, welcome to the fucking real world. Yeah, you know, it's this like, happens it's like, every day. It's like you're lucky <laughs> that it took this long, because yeah. he shows clips of the films. Right, that's like his thing. And, mm-hmm. if, and you usually, show, if you show a long enough clip, you will the algorithm will fuck you. Like for instance, I and showed, he usually gets away with it, but that I, one time, and, and he's making money on advertisers, so he could he easily finally, he's finally doing it full time, and I support him. And you should go what, listen, watch the Dead Meat uh, broadcast. Yeah, he, uh, uh, you know, and the thing is, all it takes is for someone that owns the clip that he's showing to monetize it, and then he doesn't make money off the clip at all. Yeah. Even though it's fair use, and he's just showing the clip, and th- har- there's hardly any sound, and he's just talking over it, it's, they don't give a shit. Like, for instance, this episode will probably get flagged, because I showed a 15-second TV spot, or VHS. Which was shitty, by the way. It was shitty. and I, I'm I did, sorry. I it, no, it, it did, I did it on purpose, because th- for this... The only other thing was a two and a half minute trailer, which I know the video could potentially be taken down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I showed a one minute clip of them walking through the back alley with the lady saying flowers for the dead, because that's how the challenge happened for this movie. I figured it was uh, something I wanted to show. Right. And we'll probably get flagged for both of those clips and I'll have, Possibly, I'll yeah. have to fight it. I guess I should hmm. look at... Uh, our live stream just make sure we're actually streaming live <laughs> i'm sure we're fine but well, um so, I, hey what, do we have anything else to say about quick change i mean it's it's, it's again it's, i really find it hard to review a film that we like and quick change has also also has a very basic plot bank heist then bank heist goes right but then escaping the bank heist goes wrong comedy ensues there's your plot there's not much to it it all has to do with character dialogue and situation all of which in this film fucking nail it oh including a cameo by the now dead um snl star right oh phil hartman phil hartman yeah like every time i see him in anything now i just get a fucking tear in my eye i know and it was a a double double homicide i mean it was a no no it was a a murder suicide murder suicide yeah Yeah. yeah If they're homicide bombers, then it's a double homicide. Yeah, no, but it was, it was, it was, it was murders, murders. His wife killed him, and then she killed herself. It's just like because crazy. because you know that that's the only way a divorce is really going to work out in the end. Just, um, I mean, it's no, like, when, when are they going to make that movie? Yeah, and they're never going to do a Blasto sequel because of that. I mean, fuck, never ever, never. <laughs> Blasto. No. Uh, Come on. Uh, uh, right, now this so we should we should rate the movie then. It's six point eight on IMDb now, which is a fucking travesty. No, it's low. That's too low. Way too low. Um, um I let's see, what would I go on this? Yeah, I would go eight or nine on this. Really? That high? It's a, it is a comedy. I I think I would go eight. I really don't think a comedy deserves more than a seven, though. Well, this is a really good comedy. It is, but I mean, it's not like. Well, let's it, put it this way. I, can, I, I mean, I already know you're not going to go lower than a seven, but I, I cannot go lower than a seven on this. 
I mean, either. I know seven is my lowest, but I, I don't know if I can go eight. I mean, eight, eight, we're talking about genius. This film is great. No, I wouldn't... no. I think ten, nine or ten is genius. Um, anything over seven has to be exceptional, honestly. I uh... Okay, I'm good with a seven. It can't be lower than that. That's my, that's mean, my threshold. That is. I mean, honestly, when you compare it to other Bruce Willis films, Ghostbusters, Br- I go higher than Bruce seven. Bruce Willis. You know what I mean, Bruce. Bruce, uh, Bill Murray. Bruce, Bill. I'm, I'm, I'm actually finally get sobering up a bit. So <laughs> okay, it's, that's not good. It's getting late, but it's getting late. Jesus Christ, you're an hour behind. I know, but it's only you know, thirty. Yeah, but I start work early, so leave me alone. <laughs> so do I. Stop um, with the excuses. Uh, seven, it is then. I, I'm willing to go seven. I, I, I just, I really can't think of a reason to give it an eight, especially. I mean, it's just. It's good, but it has to have something a bit more, more, I, I just, I can't, yeah, I, I can't. I, I get what you're saying. It's got to be special to go above a seven. Of seven. For me, seven is all the films that I love, but aren't really great films. Like, it's right in that area there. It was like, oh, this is a great movie that I love, but what I, like, is it Oscar worthy? I think if it's higher than a seven, it has to be Oscar worthy on some level. Let's put it that way. Mm. Between eight most and ten, most comedies are never nominated for Oscars. So, same thing with most horror films. That's why Get Out is such a fucking revelation. Um, sure. But that's what I'm saying. It's like anything above a seven, you got to be able to say at least well it deserved the Oscar for. And I don't see that for this. I'm sorry. I just you know I love the film, but uh, so I'm gonna go seven. Seven Sign- it is. I'm already fucking signed in. Stop with this shit. <laughs> God damn you, Facebook. Facebook. I mean, IMDb. IMDb, whatever the fuck it is. The social... I can't even get into this now. This is just fucking with me. Signing with Amazon? No. There's like eight different options to sign in with it now. I don't know which oh. one I'm under. Hmm. Oh. That's it. Movie Sucktastic. There we go. Let me rate it. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, uh, fucking it's gone now. And now that they've changed everything, I don't know how to fucking look at the demographics so fuck it we're done we're done so um, get, now give me my movie challenge let me let me try and guess it somehow all right you know i i, I what i have up right now is i i'm on the tease i'm redoing my entire plex uh, again okay. and i'm on the tease so i've gone as far as t and i and i have a category called new york city i don't call it i hate new york anymore okay but most of my new york city films are i hate new york films um now a lot of these we've already done i'll be honest we've done gloria uh, we've yes. done Frank. I'm pretty sure we did Frank and Hooker. We did. Um, we've done Crocodile Dundee. We've we've done done all, we did all three. Right. We did Offbeat. Uh, we did uh, not do Offbeat. No, we did Offbeat. I, no. I almost swear we no, did. I got you your copy of Offbeat, but we never mm. did. Offbeat. Well, I'm not doing that one. Okay. Uh, we did Exterminator. Both of them, yes. Right. Um, now, we, we haven't really done Death Wish, I don't think. No, we did. We did? Yeah. All right. Do you want to do the? Um, we want actually to do this? reviewed Death Wish and Death Wish Oh, that's Wish right. 3. Because I no, because I did the whole thing about the um the people in the background of the uh, the clown hammer the guy clown in hammer. the background. Yeah, which would have been a perfect challenge. A because it's an I hate New York and there's a clown hammer, but we've already done Death Wish. Right. And now, we did Death I, Wish three, which was my challenge to you. Uh, right. Because the villain has that, he's losing his hair, but he has the red stripe going right up the middle where his and, hair is gone. And he was in Superman 3. That's right. That's how, that's right. I, that's how that, that, that came about. Connection. 
the connection now, was that he was in Superman 3 and that it was right. the third film of a uh, trilogy. Now, a couple of possibilities is I could do Taxi Driver, but again, another good film. I don't you know could, how much I want to get into that. You could do uh, uh, DC. No, I was going to say DC Cab, but that's in DC. Never mind. We also did. We also did. God told me to. We did. Did God told me to as well? Yeah, I could have your child. <laughs> good. Um, so we Richard, did Chud. Richard Lynch. So we really have a lot of New York films we've already done. We did. We did Chud. Yep. We did. We, we even did Maniac Cop. We fucking, you're right. We fucking did Maniac Cop. So I think I'm gonna have to go with Brain Damage. Oh, Brain Damage. Nice. That's a good, I like that. That's a good challenge. That's a great 1980s low budget. Well, horror was film. that 89 or 90? 1988. Actually, oh wow, eighty-eight. Yes, yeah, so eighty-eight Henlotter film. That's right. I that's, mean, you could also go. That's I mean, two I, years before Frankenhooker. I I love the challenge for brain damage, but you could also have gone one of the Basket Case films as well. I honestly, it was a tie between this and Basket Case. Okay, but Basket Case, there's a whole series of them. I just want brain damage. There's only one. It's special. Of course. Um, also, it has a sinking parasite. <laughs> yeah. So I think, and I think the next episode should open with Elmer's tune. Yeah. I said, hello there. Just leave everything to me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm already loving this challenge. Yeah, it's great. Um, I, can't, only... I can't wait to rewatch that. I haven't, I, I have it on Blu-ray. I haven't rewatched it since I got it. I have honestly, I was, I was tied between Brain Damage, right. Basket Case, or Miss 45. Ooh, Miss 45. That's a good Which, one, too. That's another great low, but that's more, that's the more serious, because uh, that's, what's his name? Not Henelotter, but that's, um, who's that? That's, give me the name. Uh, that's not Ferrara, right? Yeah, it's Ferrara. Oh, it is. That's okay. Abel Ferrara. Okay. So, you know, Abel Ferrara was like the serious 80s underground yeah. films, and Henelotter was like the ridiculous the... 80s underground yeah, films. Yeah, a little tongue-in-cheek sometimes, but yeah. Little? No, no, no. <laughs> No, Ferrara was a little ton-in-cheek. Henelotter was like my tongue's in my fucking ass at this point oh, because God. it's so far out of my cheek. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but no, I'm still... It but no, it's I'm good. actually I'm actually less drunk than I was an hour ago, so I, I'm, I'm not taking any crap for that. I'm not going to give you any. <laughs> Henelotter. Oh, i got to hydrate. All right, but no, uh, yeah, brain damage. That. Brain damage. And, and, for the Frank Henelotter 1988 film... Starring uh, nobody. <laughs> uh, actually, don't they have one person that went on, not famous, but went on to do a couple of things? I I don't know. All I know is like if if I bring up my cast on Plex, none of them have pictures. <laughs> I'm sure they've been in stuff, but none of them actually became what you'd know as people. So um, got it. It, it yeah, but uh, the 1988 film Brain Damage, and I will have. I will have screenshots and memes for this one. I tell you, because oh, yeah. I, I told Joey, I was supposed to get them for Quick Change. Well, I I, to, I told Joey. I said, dude, I'm watching Quick Change. I'm looking for any kind of memes or screenshots. And I'm going through. I was like, eh, the movie speaks for itself. I got nothing. Yeah, I, really, I just went and grabbed the you know like a hundred or so screen caps and yeah, just made a slideshow like, yeah, out of it. The film, yeah, because you know what, bad films are more. I mean, like, uh, just fucking. Uh, Masters of the Universe. It was like I can't stop. It's like every other thing is like, oh, I need a picture of this. I need a picture of fucking this. Uh, just go, just, even with just the subtitles, say, like, oh yeah, <laughs> Skeletor, you know, like just giving a speech to He Man is like, 
Oh, this is fucking beautiful. What a curious quartet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think brain damage, and also I haven't watched brain damage in like 20 years. Uh, I guarantee that, that long. The, yeah, it might I, be that long for me too. I know uh, video, Arm, video Armageddon has a great scene from that in it. It's the blowjob scene, it's right? It's the blowjob scene, yeah. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Now, that's a scene that was cut out of the original version, but later versions had, had restored it. And I'm, I'm almost positive that the uh, 720p copy I have now has to have that cop, that version restored. Do we yeah, know what the it, runtimes are on that? Uh, the runtime, yeah. Well, I do know that the Blu-ray that I have, uh, the runtime matches the digital Blu-ray copy that I have. Um, uh, hang so, on, I'm still so checking here. How do twenty four minutes? Is it eighty four minutes? Yeah, it's eighty four minutes. Eighty four minutes. Yeah. Now my my and plex copy is eighty five minutes. It it I think it just rounded up. Yeah. Now I I don't see, see that's a weird thing though because because again that was the scene that was cut out later, but IMDb only has one runtime listed. They don't have more than one. So if that oh. was a scene that was cut out at one point, how the fuck is it back in and the runtime still the same? Yeah, right? All right, let me see what mine says. Mine's at 85 minutes. All right. Uh, bad Boys. I, both the film with Will Smith and the one with Sean Penn. I, I, like the, I like the second one better. That's just me. I like the second one. Let's see. Brain. You got to hydrate. Yeah, you got to do that. Oh, yeah. Ah, here we go. Um... Brain damage. So let's see what we got. Get info. Yep, my copy is the exact runtime is one minute, one hour, twenty five minutes, and forty three seconds. You have the QMAX copy. Um, yes, it, yes, I do. I have the exact same one. Yeah. Yep. So, oh, someone's watching something on my Plex. What are they watching? Somebody is what? I can't even say that movie aloud. Oh, really? Correct. Give me a hint. Um, no, because then you're going to say uh, what it is. You're going to say what it is on the show. I will I, not. And I, I will can't, not. I can't I, have that. I will not say it. Just give me a hint. Chimichangas. No. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Three months from now, get, it won't matter. <laughs> yeah, our, yeah, you just gave that one away ten times over. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so, so I, I my love, chance I love is brain damage, which again, brain damage, a nice bad film review, as opposed to a good film. Yes, uh, let's stick on still that. There are going to still be a lot of things we like about the movie, and we're going right. to gush over. But it's yeah, still but at it's heart still a, a bad, bad movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. So keep that in mind, sir. The next time you challenge me a film on movie sucktastic, <laughs> I told my wife I fucking hate it when Joey. Joey uh, challenges me to a good movie. So what the fuck am I going to do with that? <laughs> really? Uh, oh, uh, film was brilliant. Yeah. I, well, not, not brilliant enough to give it more than a seven. No, but brilliant enough not to say, oh, this part was stupid or, you know, hey, oh, you know, it's 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 and it's more interesting to say, hey, this film was like a complete piece of like look at Street Trash. Yeah, it's a film about melting homeless people, but it's fucking awesome. See, oh, they're, they're, you know what other movie you could have you could have challenged me to came out right around the same time. Also, uh, an I hate New York film, 
or maybe not entirely an I Hate New York film, is the Dabney Coleman film, Short Time. Short Time. Was that, that probably f- place in New York? I thought it did. I don't know. It, it, that's one of those films where it could have taken place anywhere. I don't I, think I they fil- You know what? I think it takes place in New York, but I don't think it was filmed in New York. Yeah. That, uh, uh, I think it was actually filmed in Canada. Oh, that, I, I wouldn't we, be surprised. That. I think we've I'm, talked about it on the show. I'm looking that up now, too, because I have a feeling also you're right on. It came out in 1990. came out uh, a couple of months earlier, May of 1990. It was shot in Canada. Oh, jeez. It was shot in Canada. And I don't I don't see anywhere where it specifies that he's a New York cop, but it probably is supposed to be. He's dying and learns that his life insurance life insurance pays out more than if he dies. And in the line of duty, tries to make that happen. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, I don't see anywhere in the summaries where it specifies he's a New York cop. I mean, that doesn't mean it does. They don't in the film. Right. But uh, I'm looking now. He becomes a super cop. Yeah, I, I, I when I when I upgrade to the new uh, film editing program that you recommend, uh, I need to start assembling my like just like scene favorite scenes from all my movies and still, short time, best chase sequence ever, one of the best, one of the best, right so up there good. with um, right and that that shitty film body parts, <laughs> again shitty film yeah but if you if you've never seen it with Jeff it, Fahey, right. But there's it's it's a it's a guy that's like made up of other people's body parts and like he's hunting down people uh, that had like that had like transplants from him something weird like that. But there's a scene where the cops are in the car and he pulls up and just puts a handcuff on the other guy and takes off. And so you have a chase scene where the other driver is trying to keep up with him so the other guy's arm isn't ripped off his body. That's the whole fucking chase scene. And it's fucking awesome. The rest of the film cheesy as shit. But that one chase scene's like this is awesome. This is great. I love it. Yeah, that's the kind of see. That's the kind of film we need to review on our show, not a work of fucking art like Quick Change. And if anybody's interested, once again, the novel that it was based on is also called Quick Change, and that is by uh, oh, I what's the name again? I have to, I have to backtrack a Crowley. bit. Crowley, uh, John Crowley, I think his name is. Uh, yeah, uh, Cronley. Cronley. J J Cronley. J A Y C R O L. N L E Y. You know what I said. And <laughs> yeah, he also wrote the novels that re- the film Let It Ride, which is a fucking classic. Great movie. 89. That one came out in 89. Right. And I'm not as big a far- fan of Funny Farm as some people with Chevy Chase, but it's still one of the films where he was actually funny in it. Hey, uh, what's this book going to be about? Uh, it's going to be about 300 pages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, then. So far, Quick Change is the only book of his I've read because it was the movie was based on it. But okay. you know, let it, I, I want it. I need to get a copy of Let It Ride because I love that film too, and I want to see the differences between the two of them. Yeah, I think there's uh, there's supposed to be a longer cut of Let It Ride, but it's not like anything any kind of a really? crazy yeah. cut. I just think it was uh, what we've always been accustomed to, mm-hmm. which is the VHS release of that is a certain runtime and there's ju- it's there's just another run t- it's like five minutes longer probably stuff they left out for a television version yeah and we've only ever been accustomed to the vhs version of of let it ride and whatever they showed on cable good question for you do you have a copy of the american remake of let the right one in yes 
What's your run t- what, What's your file size on that? Oh, I don't think it. I think it's a MacGuffin, so I think it's tiny. Because I can't find a decent size of that. Because I, I have the original, but I don't have the American remake, and I want both. You need to send that to me, please. All right, let me let me take a look at it real quick. All right. Um, let the right one in. You said right. That's the original. The American so, remake. It's let me in. That's right. That's the one with uh, Chloe Morantz, the girl from. No idea. Yeah, it's uh, Chloe Morantz, which is the girl that was in Kickass, that played okay. uh, Hit Girl. Okay. Um, she plays the the girl that was in Let the Right One In. Uh, I, so this again, is Let Me In. F- inferior version, but I still would like a copy. As far as a, a remake goes, not bad. Not bad, but still inferior. So let's see. Info 2.2 gig, 720p. Yeah, pl- I need that. Please send that to me via yeah, Google no Drive. Thank you very much. You got it. Yeah, IMDb only has one runtime for Let It Ride less than 90 minutes. IMDb is like a poor place for for information because they really don't give a shit about certain films. That true. That is true. It's it's like I mean, I really feel like IMDb is is like the Wikipedia film, but they never like acknowledge that. Right. That they only have updates when people take the time to edit in there, but there's no one like going through and doing any real research. Perfect example. Three o'clock high. Okay. Three o'clock high. Yes, sir. I know we're gonna end the show, but three o'clock high. Uh-huh. Uh let's see. The runtime listed for that is a hundred and one minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. The VHS copy is ninety minutes. And it's showing here the runtime. It shows here that there's two runtimes or three runtimes. The one at the top, which says 101 minutes. Then at the bottom, it says 90 minutes, which is says DVD, but it was also the VHS. And then one that says 97 minutes. And my copy of 3 O'Clock High is... I'll tell you exactly what it is. I believe it's the 97-minute one. So it's like, where is this 101-minute cut? Of three o'clock high. And where can I get it? <laughs> Thanks, killing. <laughs> three o'clock high. I got my copy right here, and my copy is come on, come on. Eighty-nine minutes. Yours is eighty-nine minutes? Yeah. Yep, yeah, so is mine. Eighty-nine minutes. So why do we have this DVD VHS cut, even though it's the, it's a it's the Blu-ray uh, copy of it. Why do we still have this 89-minute cut when apparently there's a, a 97 or 101-minute cut somewhere? Here, here's the deal. This is not uncommon, but if you dial back to the 90s when I was subscribing avidly to like a video watchdog, that was the time where you would say, okay, here's this Italian horror film. And it's been re-released under four different names because people keep buying the rights and releasing on a video. And here are the different run times. Like, that's the magazine you go to say, oh, yeah, uh, Last House on the Left. There's like five different running times. And most of them depend on the length of the chicken truck scene. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's that's not a joke. That's for real. No, I, I know. And, I know. And, and so that was the old days when all these, like, low-budget films were the main problem. Then, so fast forward past mom and pop shop, DVD, streaming video, uh, Blu-ray, blah, blah, blah. We're now in a a time frame where the old classic films or old, like, run-of-the-mill films, 
they're all been released full length. It's like, oh, with audio commentary because that, you know, Last Sounds is the Left. Here's the definitive version with audio commentary, and here's like a special feature. But then like the '80s shit, '90s shit, like three three o'clock high was like, oh yeah, well there was the made for TV version because they saved stuff out for when stuff was edited, and then that went out. But we didn't keep track of that because it's not fucking Superman, and now no one knows. Yeah. And this is the kind of shit that we're, they're going to be digging out. 20 years from now in whatever passes for video watchdog then hopefully less snooty <laughs> and um the, you know it's, it's gonna be a never-ending cycle you know we're, we're our our generation is is like oh wow we found this uncut copy of metropolis 50 years from now it was like yeah did you know there's a three-hour cut of bad grandpa <laughs> yeah oh by the way i came home today it's like yeah Lilith was upset that you didn't have a copy of bad, bad grandpa Oh, so yeah, someone was watching it off of my Plex. That was that in was your us. House. Oh, it was and, you. She, and she said, "Oh, we tried to watch it off of Joey's Plex, and it wouldn't run properly." Say, well, first of all, that's probably because eighteen people were watching movies off of Joey's Plex, and second of all, if she wants Bad Grandpa, fucking ask me, because <laughs> I don't have it on the Plex because I saw it once, but I have no problem throwing it on there. But let's not get like upset that out of the four thousand films I have, the one Johnny Knoxville film isn't on there. Uh, it always just adjust your bit rate if you have an issue playing a film of mine. That's what I said, and I, she's like, "Well, she doesn't know how to do that." Says, "Well, she's 18 years old, and she called me grandpa the other day because I didn't know how to use a uh, fucking um, uh, Instagram. So maybe she should fucking learn how to adjust the the bit bit bit, bit rate." <laughs> yeah, you pretty much hit pause, and then you yeah. hit the gear she button, and out. you just adjust the bit rate. Yeah, two days ago, I'm like, I don't know how to get to my my uh, personal messages on Instagram, and she says, "Oh yeah, you know, technology is a future, Grandpa." So yeah, I remember that. Two days later, say so, you couldn't watch uh, Bad Grandpa. Yeah, yeah, the technology is the future, bitch. <laughs> children ought to fucking use the internet properly. Yeah. Well, after I get my gigabit connection next week, my upload speed is nearly a gigabit as well. I don't think anyone will have any issues playing anything just, back. Just, and if you do, it is definitely a bitrate issue on not my end, your end. As a father with two young children that will soon be old enough to be smart asses, please remember this, that at some point they'll chastise you for not knowing how to use a certain social media or internet thing because oh, you don't sure. use it because I'm you're too sure. fucking busy. I'm sure. Remember that. I'm going to remember and next, it. And the next time they ask you a question about anything... Say, you've got a computer in your pocket, learn how to use it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's it. Shut the fuck up. Although I might not have that issue being as I'm in IT. No, you will. Because they'll be using something stupid. Oh, that I won't care about using? Yeah, I was what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like, oh, oh, how do you, like, why don't you know how to use, like, because uh, like I said, I don't know how to access my messages on Instagram. It says, oh, the technology is the future. It says, yeah. I'm an a fucking adult. I don't send pits. I don't send Instagrams to everybody. Yeah, you know, I got a fucking life. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the one person I do send them to, I, I can't find the message for him because I don't use this shit every day. Why don't you use Tumblr? Because I know how to fucking write. <laughs> That's right. Because I don't have to. I, I don't communicate in pictures, motherfucker. That's right, motherfucker. That's right. So you know, lay off. Lay off. Oh, blog, blogs are so '90s. Yeah. So is the fucking written word. Shut the fuck up. True. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's, let, let's end the show. We we've gone way too long. Yes, we have. We, we we this was an hour at podcast, and it's now a ninety-five minute podcast. It's all your fault, by the way. It, it is. You know what? And I'm happy that we did go on a tangent because I have fun when we do that. 
That's that's all we do. I don't know what you're talking about. True. <laughs> all Last right. week, uh, my wife asked me, said, "So how did the, how did the uh, review go of uh, Paranormal Activity 2? I was like, "Oh, it was good." Halfway through, we went on a tangent about something totally unrelated for half an hour, but it was great. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's on YouTube. I haven't been able to put it on iTunes. Hopefully, tomorrow I'll be able to get everything that's backlogged. Dude, I tell you, I don't get. She doesn't bitch as much anymore about this stuff because she doesn't commute to work at the moment. But when she was commuting, I, I would hear it. Like like a week after the episode would go up, she's like, you know what? You two go off on this goddamn tangent, and you come back and talk about the film again, and you don't mention what you're talking about, and I have no idea what film you're fucking talking about. <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe you should pay attention. And then I get slapped. You there know, you that's go. the end of the discussion. Yeah, but um, yeah. A- anyway. Any- anyhow, uh, this is episode 278. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. We gotta end this shit at some point. We gotta do it mutually, and we have to figure out when that's gonna be. What? You getting tired of this? No, I'm just saying we should have. Don't talk about it. What? What? What are we talking about? We, 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 we breaking up with me? No, I'm saying at some point we're not gonna do this anymore, and I'm just fi- I'm just saying it could be ten <laughs> years. Yourself. It could be ten years from Dude, now. Dude, we're gonna be an old folks' home podcasting, and you know it. Okay, you're right. Yeah, fuck that shit. Because I'm all for it. Because again, just again, based on when I first brought the idea up to you, we're not really podcasting. We're just recording the uh, the the conversations we have on a regular basis. Anyway, that is true. Thank we, you. We, we do this anyway. We're just recording yeah, it for everyone to don't, hear. Don't don't throw out shit about stopping the show. Don't fucking start that. I'm not saying. Yeah. All right. Yeah, forget I, I brought I it. Not. Up. Forget I brought it up. I already have. Okay. Good. Uh, well, but you're the one that's like. Episode 278, you're like, oh my god. What's well, because I'm just going to get fucking old, that's all. It has nothing to do with stopping the show. Oh, okay. just, all right, all right. Uh, uh, you can go to our website no. at moviesucktastic.com. You can download the show there, listen to the show there. You can now watch the show live again through YouTube. And that's right, baby. Every Thursday at 8 o'clock while we review and just talk about whatever. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. And you can see anything that we post there from trailers to when we go live or anything that just interests us. You can also go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. You can also leave us email, which we will read on the show. And the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. If you want to leave us voicemail, the number is 908-514-4470. If you want to download the free Android app for your your tablet, phone, whatever device you're using Android-wise, you can use it on your TV, doesn't matter. As long as it's Android, you can download the app for Movie Sucktastic, and everything I said is in there, and it is 100% free, so I highly recommend using it. It's how I listen to the podcast uh, in my vehicle. I just use it through Bluetooth, and it is awesome. I download it, and then it just starts playing crystal clear, just as we're talking right now. You can't beat it, because... It's a really good app, and it's 100% free. Do you have any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson? Music's no one, sh- no one should see something like that. <laughs> no one. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. More, more or less, yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye.